0: Hello, welcome to the MR Running Pains podcast and happy holidays. I'm Aaron Saft and I try not to record my face too often, but <laughs> here we are. So I figured this episode, I would do the YouTube video. So if you're listening to this and you want to watch so you can see what I'm talking about, um, it will be on my YouTube channel, which is Aaron Saft, link in the show notes. Um, I'm going to put everything I can in the show notes so show notes be pretty big today. <laughs> so check there for all the resources. Um, I want to go over a few things that are coming up before I get into my uh year-end gear review. So, um the newsletter will be coming out. Uh January 1st is coming upon us very quickly. So, um just a note, um there's going to be a few things coming up in that newsletter. I'm going to talk about one of those things um very soon. But um, you can sign up for my newsletter. It is free. It comes out once a month. I try to jam pack it with training advice, uh, gear reviews, um, gosh, articles, just things that I ruminate when I'm on running. <laughs> um, so try to make it as interesting and relevant to you and helpful as I can. So if you want to subscribe, head over to my website, MRrunningpains.com and subscribe. That will come right to your inbox, um, as well as all my old archived articles are in um, the website as well, so um, yeah, we're gonna hopefully um keep going, <laughs> so check out the newsletter each month um and subscribe if you would That's coming up um related to that, and related to my fundraising efforts. I have a contest going on right now for everyone that donates one hundred dollars to either the Vermont adaptive or to my efforts that I'm raising for the Challenged Athlete Foundation for the Leadville 100, either one. I'm going to have links for my um, specific fundraising pages in the show notes. But if you donate $100, you'll be entered into a raffle for six months of free coaching. That's a $750 value. I will be drawing the winner on January 1st and announcing that winner within the January newsletter. Um, So I'll announce it in there and then afterwards I'll be posting it to social media and such. But um, if you want to enter for each hundred dollars that you enter, so at increments of 100, 200, 300, um, you will get a raffle ticket for each one hundred dollars that you donate. Um, uh, So and I thank you. It's going to a very worthy cause. It's really helping me um, get motivated and inspired for the grand slam. So, um, you know, the Vermont adaptive, I'm raising funds for, um, the Vermont 100, uh, for the, you know, the Vermont adaptive foundation and I'm fundraising the challenge athlete foundation. I'm raising that for the Leadville 100. Currently uh, I have met my fundraising goals in order to be able to, to run in each, but, you know, that's, that doesn't stop us from doing a good thing and donating to these causes for athletes that uh, potentially don't have the same um, abilities uh, that, you know, we do or the potential to get out there and, or they think they don't have the potential to get out there. So you're doing a great thing, helping these athletes and, you know, getting them uh, opportunities, giving them opportunities to get out there. So please support this, these causes if you can. Um, I greatly appreciate all the support because as I said, I've reached my goals um, for Vermont. We've raised over $3,000, $3,060, which is tremendous for Leadville, for the Colorado, for the Challenge Athlete Foundation. We've raised $3,643.94 at the time of this recording for a combined total of $6,703.94. That is incredible. (laughs) I get touched. (laughs) Oh. All right. Uh, I just had to raise $4,000 total for this. And, you know, to go over, it really does. (laughs) I'm getting choked up every time I do this, but it really does mean a lot. So thank you. Oh, my gosh. I didn't think that was going to happen again, but forgive me. It just really, every time, (laughs) it just means a lot that, you know, people support these causes and support me. So thank you. Ah. so um those are the big things that are going on right now. Um and uh yeah, I want to get into the the gear review. Uh that's the the primary reason for this episode. Um you know, initially I was hoping to have my buddy Nathan Lehman um on from the ultra running company. Nathan and I talk gear all the time and he's a wonderful person to have on this podcast and a wonderful person just to be friends with. Um and um Nathan unfortunately um couldn't be with us uh, to for this podcast. Um, you know, we we couldn't work it out with our schedules. So, uh, but you know, Nathan, really, I'm thinking of you, buddy. I wish you could have been on this. <laughs> it would have been fun to to go through these things with you. Um, but my apologies to everybody that we couldn't uh, make this happen. Uh, so, I'm gonna go through <clears throat> what uh, my gear choices are, uh, things that I used throughout this year. Uh, you know, um, uh, for those of you that don't know, I ran the Bigfoot 200 this year. Most of you probably already know that. Um, but there was a lot of gear things that I had to go through. And I'll probably use a lot of the same stuff going forward um, for the Grand Slam. There's a lot of things that I've been using. And, uh, you know, some of this is uh, things that I used in training. Some of this is stuff I use in racing. Um, but, you know, hopefully gives you some some ideas that uh, potentially could help you or, um, you know, or maybe beneficial to you and your racing. So, um, one of my first, um, go-to's is my pack and my go-to pack. For those of you that don't know, um, in the Bigfoot 200 was, uh, the Solomon, uh, the S, uh, so, sorry, advanced skin 12, Solomon advanced skin 12, uh, this pack retails for 160 bucks. You can probably find it on closeout with some of the, the older colors, uh, for a lot less. So if you're willing to do that, that's, you know, that's a way to save some, some money. Um, when I was looking through at, uh, you know, the suggested retail on these packs, um, you know, it's, it's 160 bucks. Uh, what I love about these packs is the material is, is very stretchy. It gives, it gives a lot. So you can pack a lot into these packs. Um, so um, you can see I have my little patch on there maximum effort <laughs> um, and saft from from Bigfoot so um, this is uh, this is what got me through the Bigfoot 200. Uh, all 209 miles I used this pack carried all my mandatory gear, everything um, this is uh, I've used um, the 12. I actually have two 12s. I have a blue one and a yellow one so that if anything happened to one I have a backup. Um, so, uh, the, the blue one was ready to go. Um, but I used this guy all 209 miles. I didn't have any, any issues, any problems. Um, I love the storage capacity on here. You can put your, your bottles in the front. It's got great bottles. It's got these great drop-in pockets that are super deep. And actually they go and there's a, a kangaroo pouch in the back. So in the back of the pack, it goes all the way through this is um bottom of the back so you can kind of see um it goes all the way through here and what i do with that pouch is i put my water filter in there so it's an extra bottle um you know if, if i'm thirsty and i'm out i can you know take that out i can you know drink off of it refill it at a creek um but i use my my um my water filter um and i've i've used both the the solomon ra filter and uh the um uh the katadin the be free. Uh, so either of those are great choices and they have the, the screw on cap that has the filter, um, built in. It's got the, the threaded filter. So, um, great, great pack. The, it's got so much storage capacity, um, the bungees on the back. Um, it's it's great. You can just, you know, throw your your jacket on the back there. Um, it it cinches. It bounces a little bit.'ll I'll admit it does bounce a little bit with a lot of weight. but, um, as I said, it was great. I, I love this vest. um and then um what I will say is that um the uh, their method of carrying the poles. It's all right it's got two two bungee cords. they also have their accessory which is the quiver that you can attach to their packs. that works quite well um, sometimes tough to get in and out I will say that um, you know so I haven't quite found the ideal way if I'm gonna store my uh, my poles. I think what I ended up doing when my pole broke in Bigfoot is I just stuffed it into the the bladder um, pocket. I just stuffed it back there and I was just like, you know, cause I wasn't going to use them for the rest of the race. So I just stuffed it in there and was done with it. So, um, but that's what I use there. Uh, also worth mentioning is the Solomon advanced skin five. Uh, this pack has got me through a number of hundred milers. Now this one, is a very old model of this vest. Um, And I'm hoping it stays with me for a long time. Uh, What this pack has that the new ones does not is that kangaroo pocket across the back again. Um, And they may update it. Okay, so I may say this and then they may come out with a new pack or their current pack may have gone back to it. But again, the kangaroo pouch that goes straight through the back of the vest. So this is under the, the back of the vest here. And again, great spot for that bladder, the Excuse me, the uh, the filter. Love that spot for the filter because I can reach behind my back, you know, stick my hand back there, and pull that out, and I can just pull the pouch open and, and stick it back through uh, when I fill it back up, or if I'm not using it. So love that pouch for that reason. You can also just throw your extra um, um, gear in there. Whether you're not, you know, if you're done with your headlamp for the evening, you can just stuff it back there, or if you take your shell off, you can stuff it back there. So great little extra pocket. Now if your pack doesn't have that it's not to say you can't add something like that now i'm not the greatest seamstress i usually give stuff like that to my mom and say hey listen um i'd like this done to my pack and i'll show you what i did um in the next vest to uh to uh, modify and and make a vest you know better for my needs but you know you can add on pockets you can also take off stuff so sometimes a vest is too hot because of extra material that's not needed so know that you can modify your vest you can take pieces off that you're not using or are creating too much heat you know they're generating or containing too much heat so know that vest can be modified as well um, it's tough cause you buy a, you know, a vest, the five retails for 140 bucks. So you're, you know, you're, you're modifying an expensive piece of gear, but if, you know, if you know what you're doing or the person you know, you're giving it to knows what they're doing. Um, it can really, you know, it can really be beneficial to you adding pockets or taking away material. So, um, know about that. And then there's tons of YouTube videos of people that have modified vests and taken stuff off or, or added stuff too. So check out YouTube for some great resource in that but love this vest, uh, the Solomon advanced Skin five. It's a great compliment to the 12. Again, you know, if you don't have a huge mandatory gear list, you're not carrying a lot of gear. The, the five is a, a wonderful vest. And the last vest that I want to go over is the ultra aspire. It's their Bronco vest, right? So the Bronco vest, um, I I've, I've enjoyed both the Solomon and the Ultra Aspire vests for the reason that they've got um, bungee cords, excuse me, for their sternum straps. So the the straps that go across your your chest or your abdomen. I I always find that the rigid um, uh, fasteners, if they go across and, and they don't have any give, I have a hard time breathing um you know I, i'm not a not a huge belly breather perhaps i should be but like when my chest wants to expand and i feel the restriction i don't like that feeling so um both the solomon and the ultra spire you know having that um that uh, stretchability we will call it <laughs> um is wonderful um the ultra spire has a term for it they call it uh, max o2 um, and that's it's just great. I love the fact that I can you know put these on. they are vests, they fit securely, but they also expand when I'm breathing. Now, I was mentioning that I had my mom modify this one um on the back side, so the top um back, this is the outside of the pack. uh you can see let's see here Let try to you can see that stitching right there. So my mom stitched this over for me. This flap used to come up really high. Okay. So picture this sitting on your back. And with this coming up high, it just kept hitting on the back of my neck, which, you know, was annoying. (laughs) If I, you know, if I leaned back or looked up, it would constantly hit the back of my neck, which I didn't like that. So that's why I had mom, you know, sew this in. So this is the outside. So she sewed it in for me. So now it doesn't come up and hit the back of my neck. That's the only modification I had to make to this one. Uh other concerns I will say though, uh, these upper pockets, they're great for bottles. Okay. So you know, I have their um what they they term their soft flask. They're, you know, they're they're a plastic, not like the regular, like Solomon, you know, hydro plaque or hydro flask, really soft ones. They're they're kind of shaped they fit fine in here um but these pockets below them okay so now we're talking lower here you can see this drop in pocket right here it's not as secure i tried putting my phone in that pocket and it just flies out when i go you know start running cuz it just bounces out um so only concern there is uh you know the, the security um uh, you know my 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 thoughts about this is perhaps you know just kind of pinning the middle And seeing if I could get gels in and out, I just worry that, you know, things are going to fly out and I'm not going to notice it. Um, But uh, the back also has great storage capacity. You can add a bladder, probably a one and a half liter bladder. I'm not sure if you could do a two liter bladder in this one. I haven't really tried that, but it also has some storage in the back. So you've got plenty of room if you need to carry things. Um, I'm thinking about this vest specifically for Western states and for Vermont, Um, you know, maybe even Leadville. I'm not sure. Um, but this this vest is very, very, um, very enticing because it has a ton of storage. There's extra pockets along the, uh, um, um, well, just about everywhere. <laughs> I'll just say I am pretty impressed about how much storage this vest actually has. Uh, there's drop-in pockets on the side along your rib cage here. So lots of storage for you know for this vest. I also love the mesh. It's it's very breathable, uh shouldn't be too hot. Uh you know you could add ice in the back if you're in a hot weather race like Western states. So um lots of versatility in this vest. Again, my only concern is those shallow pockets um on the bottom side. The the top pockets, I can throw my phone in there and I have no problem. But you know, then you have a bottle and your phone in that pocket which isn't the worst thing but you know just saying it's uh that's that's a concern on the lower pocket it's just things might bounce out so uh, but great vest bronco vest retails for 130 okay again i'm going to put all this stuff in the show notes i'll try to put links to all of these things if you're interested in checking them out um i should also say i have no affiliation with any of these brands so when i say all of this stuff this is just stuff that i use i believe in i like Okay. So I'm not prompted by any company to, you know, to advertise this. Um, I'm not trying to sell their products. Just telling you what's been working for me. All right. Now um, my other big one this year, I made the switch to the Leckie pole system. Okay. So um, their collapsible pole, this specific one, the MCT carbon, Okay, This pole was fantastic. I love this pole. I love how light it is. They discontinued this pole, but their technology with the, what do they call it? The shark uh, grip system, the trail shark grip system. You can see this little piece right here, this white piece, right? So right there, okay? The thumb, it releases that, okay? So actually it's, it's this way. And when you push this, you can see that white comes up. So that releases the glove system. Let me grab those. There they are. Sorry to fumble around. (laughs) All right. So I'm going to show you two different things here. All right. So I've got my left glove. This is what it comes with. Now, hopefully, they've modified it with the new, um, new poles that came out. But... Uh, I want to show you something I bought these separately. this is uh, they're Nordic in their Nordic line you can get it through their accessories um, okay so I've got two different this is both they're both lucky by the way okay so um, what was happening was there's a seam. On this glove right here, and it started to tear me up right on the, the base of my palm right here. Um, on one of my long training runs, and um, you know, it. I, I was like, oh, I wonder if that was just I just didn't have the glove situated right on that run, so I tried it again. Same thing, um, really got irritation at the base of my palm right here, so I switched over to the uh, Nordic shark breeze i think it's it's called you can look it up on the lucky site it's in their accessories but it still has the hoop okay this is what the attachment point so when you attach okay so i've got that to usually i'm able to oh it's already in there sorry <laughs> um so now it's attached in there right i can i can drop it okay hands free i can eat okay um so the um what's nice with this is when you click the top button, you can slide your hand out. So snaps in there. It's easier when you can snap it onto the ground. It really pushes through. And then I can pop that right out. A little bit harder when, when you're uh when you're not on the trail, because like I said, yeah, I just smash it in the ground, loop goes in, pop the button, pop my hand out. I can use my hands again, you know, hold both poles in the other hand and use this hand to, to eat and such. So I like that about the Leckie system. This glove did not give me any problems with my palm. Uh, One of my other runners that I coach had problems, same problem with the palm. You know, he found something that he could slip in there to, you know, make it cover the hand. So it was less abrasive. Uh, So, you know, there's, you know, you can get by with just using these. It's nice. These aren't as hot either. But, uh, you know, again, like these, it worked really well. I didn't get that abrasive feeling or anything like that. But again, they may have modified the glove since, uh, you know, since this. This came out, I think, two years ago. When Again, looking at the website, these are not on there anymore. They've got updates to their poles. You know, their line is amazing. Really enjoy the uh, the grip system. Uh, takes a little while to get used to, you know, popping it in, popping it off. But um, but great. I love the, went back to the Lecky they've come a long way since I started with them. Um, you know, I, I tried them for a long time. Wasn't quite the fan of the trigger system just yet. It didn't quite work as well. Um, went to black diamond for a while. I used their carbon Z poles really like them with the hoop. Um, but I find that this is great because I, I can, you know, I can let go of the pole when it goes behind me, I can let go and really push off and get extension and then pull it back up and grip it. So, like this system a lot the lecky system um, so i'll put that in the show notes um so and their their poles i mean you know you, you're going to spend some money on poles it's and if you're doing a, a mountain race 100 miles where you can use poles definitely worth the investment nothing wrong with the black diamond um you know i just uh, the hoop system uh, it just was a little bit cumbersome and i didn't feel as comfortable with letting go of the pole um this you know having the The hoop kind of right between the the thumb and the pointer finger right here. Great place, great placement for that that you know um that attachment. So lucky poles. All right. Moving forward, um, let's get into lighting. Um a good friend of mine, and he's probably listening to the podcast. So uphill pisca. Thank you, sir, for showing me these um I also did a podcast with Ben Mercer and he talked about this headlight um so a few things this headlight it's uh it's it's out by nightcore okay this is the nightcore uh NU25 okay nightcore NU25 or NU25 um uh I will put the the link in the show notes Uh, This headlight is extremely light. Now, the reason it's it's so extremely light is I took the headband off. This was a recommendation that I received from Uphill Pisca, my buddy and training partner. Uh, The headband is heavier than the light case. A lot of weight on the headband. So that's the first thing that came off. Um, I went and separately ordered the shock cord and the toggle. You can see the toggle here. I ordered those separately off of the separate website. If you have a hard time finding this stuff, just let me know. Um, I'll see if I can add the, that stuff to the show notes. I, I added it in my newsletter uh, a while back. I talked about you know how to set this up. So I'll try to add that link to that newsletter so you can go into that newsletter and find out more about this Nightcore system. Um, but the Nightcore itself retails for $37. Okay, This headlamp is very versatile. Uh, now it's uh, 360 lumens at its brightest. It is rechargeable. Okay, this does not take batteries; it's a rechargeable battery. So um, the 360 lumens only last for 30 minutes, though. Okay, that's that's something I should note. Now it has 190 lumens for five hours. Still pretty bright. Okay, so you can use this as a primary source and carry another one, and probably make it through the night on something just you know with this. You can also just use this as your backup light. So a lot of races, you have to have your primary light source and a backup light source. This is so light and so small and so packable. It's it's a wonderful option. I love this, love this uh, this lighting system. I use it in the mornings. You know, it's it's winter now, so I you know if I go out early, this is fine to get me through. You know, I live on a dirt road that has some potholes and stuff that I need to see. This is just fine you know I can I can go through my run, not worry about it, come home, just throw it on the charger and it's ready for the next morning. okay so a great, great resource, okay my my normal ones what I'll let me talk about next I have two light sources that I like for Bigfoot two hundred. Um, man uh, this guy here uh, the Swift RL okay Swift rL this um is what i used at bigfoot uh i was uh in the past i had some problems with the uh the battery pack that it comes with and it's it's a little cumbersome to try to change the battery it's kind of a pain <laughs> um to be honest uh but um that said the lighting on this is amazing 900 lumens uh you know, I, I never left it in 900 lumens i like and i didn't even go in the second brightest i think i had it in like the the third setting, and it lasted me all night long. I don't. I didn't have to change the battery. I just had my pacer swap them out, or, you know, my in the morning. I just had them swap this battery out. Carried my backup lamp, which at that time was the Actic Core. So both of these have their own specific batteries. Um, this one specifically, you can add AAA batteries to, which is kind of nice. So you can either use their Actic battery pack for this one, the Core um, battery for this one. Uh, this one is 360 lumens. I want to say as well, uh, it may even be more. Um, could be 400. Anyway, great light. Um, love this thing. This one was more comfortable. Um, I, I really like the comfort and the band on the uh, the Swift. So, um, worth the money. Uh, definitely still a great battery pack. Um, but that night core is a great either. It just depends on your need, you know, um, at Bigfoot, I just didn't want to mess around. <laughs> and that's why I went with this one. I had plenty of backup batteries for each of these. Um, actually I think some of my pacers used this one and some of its backup batteries. Um, whereas I stuck to the, the RL and I was very pleased with, you know, the lighting. I, I also used my belt. I had the, uh, ultra aspire 600. Yeah. I had the ultra aspire 600, um uh, as a low level light so that i could you know get more depth perception but i really i enjoyed the swift rl as my primary light source uh active core as backup light source and you know my belt so um a lot of lighting you know here um you know my primary was to introduce you to the night core in case you hadn't been introduced to that and the, the you know the uh the promise that it shows because of how light and uh versatile it is so check out that night core all right um Let's see. Let's talk next about goal 0. Um I was looking at battery packs for um for Bigfoot needing to make sure that I had plenty of uh potential for um for uh recharging. Uh and I ran into the Flip series. Now, this is the Flip 24. The Flip 24 uh is the mid-size. They have a Flip 12 which is half of this. So picture half of that, that's the 12. They also have the 36. Okay, so I have the 24 and the 36. Uh, The 12 is 20 bucks, the 24 is 30 bucks, and the 36 is 40 bucks. Um, They are having a holiday sale right now, but these battery packs were fantastic. They're not very heavy, kind of liked this one. This is the one I carried primarily. Charge my phone, charge my watch. You know, um, I, if I needed to charge a headlight battery, you know, this was great. I think the only thing that I will say and something that I hope that they change going forward, well, there's two things. It's only got one USB port, uh, which, you know, I wish it had two, so you could charge two items at the same time, especially on something like the the 36, the larger one. This one, you know, again, only one charging port. Love to see them have more, uh, but it sufficed during the Bigfoot 200. And this, the weight on this was great. It wasn't like I was carrying too much weight. A lot of times you get something like this, it gets a little bit heavier, not much, but you know, weight does count. So I, I really liked the 24. This was a perfect size. Charged my phone uh, multiple times, I will say. Uh, I, not that I, I kept it in airplane mode, so I didn't have to charge it too often. I did have to charge, um, I wanted to make sure I didn't. I wasn't sure if my watch battery was going to die. So I did charge it just to make sure it wouldn't die on me. So um, I used this one during the Bigfoot 200, but the goal zero, they call it the flip. It's great. The second thing that I was worried about was the, you can see the charger. Okay. So this, if you um, are trying to charge it into like a wall plug or, you know, you have an adapter, whatever, however you're trying to charge it, it's a little flimsy because it's just this little piece. Uh, So I bought the flip charging dock. Okay. So you plug it in to there and then you can plug it into the wall. So now the, the charging dock right now actually is on sale for $4 and 95 cents. So quite a deal right now. They're out of the 12s on uh, the goal zero uh, website, but the 24 is in stock. So um, great little battery pack. Love this. Worked really well for me. This charging was was fantastic. Do recommend that. All right. That's goal zero. Um, something else I use. Um, probably could have talked about this earlier. <clears throat> and you, you might have seen some of my videos. But the um, the naked running band. And I have the naked running SL band. So this one's a little slimmer. Okay, um, I've used this for multiple items. Um, I have a YouTube video online about how I hooked up my Kogala to the the toggles. You can see the um, the bungee cords here. I, I hooked up my Kogala to that. Had somebody say that you might break the wire potentially. That's you know a good point. But um, the the Naked SL running band, uh, you know, it's 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 great because it's just pockets all the way around. So if I'm just going for a run and want to carry my phone with me, um, I can carry a a soft flask, you know, in this, um, you know, nutrition. So it's, it's very versatile. And adds, you know, storage capacity. If you're, you know, running a race and you just want more easy access to your gels or whatever it may be, these are a great item. They have a deeper pocketed one, uh, which is just the um, the running band. The running band itself costs fifty five bucks, and the SL costs forty eight bucks. They come in one inch increments. So when you're sizing, they're, they're you measure around the waist. And, you know, you can pick your specific size and they don't bounce this. That's the other great thing about this product. So I've been very pleased with the, uh, the naked running, uh, bands. So check those out. All right, man, a lot of stuff going on, um, for training. A lot of my athletes ask me, what do I use for heart rate monitoring? I'm not a huge fan of wrist heart rate. Some people can get it to work. That's <laughs> that's amazing. I can't. <laughs> I can't get my wrist heart rate to be accurate or um, consistent. So uh, what do I use? I use the Wahoo Ticker X. Uh, now, this is the higher-end model. And when I say that, it's 80 bucks. But um, the Wahoo, uh, I've really enjoyed it. Uh, they've had great customer service really been a fan of uh of what you know what ticker comes up with and what they do this one has a few more bells and whistles uh this one um you know, there's you know some uh, some bluetooth features and um some things that you can do with the app uh you know it's it's not that much more expensive than the the regular ticker uh, they do have an optical, um, armband one as well, but again, uh, you know, optical same technology as you get into with the, uh, the wrist, um, heart rate off your watch. So that's why I like the, the chest, um, strap system. So Wahoo Ticker X, that's what I'm using. $80, um, great product, a uh, lot more consistent, a lot more accurate, a lot more, you know, uh, better feedback. So, um, really like this for, for my training. Okay. Um all right. What else? Oh, um (laughs) would be remiss to uh to not talk about my watches. Um now the one that I used most in training, um, so I'm just gonna go over this one is the uh the Coros Apex Pro. Um this watch has been fantastic. Uh so they have four watches in their line: the Pace, the Apex, the Apex Pro, and the Vertex. I do have the Vertex 2. Um, and that's what I use during Bigfoot. Love that watch love it's, you know, abilities, capacities. If I go on an adventure run, I can download the map to it. Um, and you know, battery life is just fantastic. So Vertex two, uh, if you are, you know, doing a lot of ultras or a lot of adventure runs, Vertex two is certainly worth it. Um, for those of us that are ultra runners, uh, or, you know, even marathon runners, the Apex and the Apex Pro are probably the way to go. Okay, the Apex Pro is definitely going to last you through an ultra, even a hundred miles. Um, you'd probably you'd have to charge it um, if you're looking at really long cutoffs on a hundred miler. But um, you know, a two hundred miler, the Vertex Two is awesome. But I will say, I have cannot beat the customer service that Coros has provided me. I had a problem with my original Coros Apex Pro. And I contacted them. They went through a few things, asked me some questions. They sent me a replacement watch. Now the watch that I had,, um, you know, it, it worked, and I, I just couldn't give it to anybody else. I tried to give it to a friend just you know, so that he could use it, but uh, they shut down the watch. He couldn't connect it to his phone, which you know, that's that makes sense because they sent me a whole new watch. So their customer service is amazing. Love the, the customer service. They were really, you know, um, spot on if I ever have a problem, you know, they, they tell me, you know, here's what's going on. Oh, we just need to replace it. So, um, I've used other companies in the past. I don't want to make mention of names, but they were not, (laughs) their customer service was abysmal. They didn't, you know, my watch wasn't working and they didn't fix it and they didn't seem to care. So, um, that is why I've stuck with Coros. Um, I love the accuracy. I love the battery life and I love the customer service. So, um, you know, If you're looking for a new watch, consider the Kouros brand. Really enjoy them. So Kouros, right on. Um, Before I get into footwear, I want to talk about one more thing. Uh, And this is kind of, uh, you know, on a side, but this book is my book of the year. Uh, This is Addie Bracey's Mental Training for Ultra Running. Uh, Her book is just fantastic and. training you and getting you ready for your race now i know it says ultra running but you can use this book for not only any distance in running marathon and under as well you can use this in life and i've said this before but this book is just fantastic you know it prepares you mentally for the task you're going to take on it gives you an idea of why you're doing it uh, gives you mental strategies to apply when things get hard and when you know when you're kind of hitting the the lows This is a wonderful resource. So Addie Bracey's book, Mental Training for Ultra Running. If you haven't read it or haven't picked it up, I suggest you do so. I keep this out you know so this is always nearby so that you know i can go through things as i prepare for the grand slam i'm going to be going back through this i use this it's it's like a workbook there's activities in here that have you you know go through and think through situations scenarios and you know reasons for for doing what you're doing so i'm going to use this again go through it again for the um the grand slam i may do it for each race uh, I may do specific things for each race, but again, great book, great resource. So Addie Bracey's Mental Training for Ultra Running. Love that book. Okay, on to footwear. Now, um, when I go through this and talk about footwear, know that this is for my foot. <laughs> um, there, it's It's difficult when we talk about footwear because everybody's foot's different. Everybody's body is different. Everybody's needs are different. Everybody's likes are different. So I'm going to tell you what, you know, what I felt, what was the most versatile, what was the most useful and and why. Okay. So this first shoe, when I talk about it, I'm going to go through my most versatile road shoe. So when I do road running, Okay. Now keep in mind, I am primarily a trail runner, but I do do some road running and sometimes I do some faster road running. So this shoe is my most versatile road shoe. I can use it for long runs. I can use it for speed sessions. I can use it for recovery runs. So it's, it's well-versed. It's not plated. Okay. I want to you know stress that this is a non-plated running shoe. Okay. And it's the Hoka Mach five. Now Interestingly enough, this shoe and its predecessor, it for whatever reason was not working out for me. But the edition five, whatever changes they made, this shoe is dialed in. I really love this shoe. It's $140, five millimeter drop. Now, you know, my shoe is going to come in a little under 10 ounces because I'm an 11 and a half. I might even be a 12 in this one. Uh, Let's look that up real quick. Um, Oh, it's an 11. I went down in this one. Okay. So I went down a half size in this one. Okay. So down a half size from my normal size. So still under 10 ounces, you know, really light feels great underfoot. As I said, super snappy um, for speed but super comfortable for long distance, you know, got enough cushion underfoot that you can use it for longer stuff. Durability. I'm not sure yet. Right. It's, it has no, there's no carbon rubber on the bottom. So that's going to wear out a little bit faster. So exposed EVA on the bottom. So that will wear out. So keep that in mind, but the cushioning system feels so good underfoot. I really love the setup on this shoe. Um, It's, you know, it's wonderful. Um, What else can I say about it? So, you know, Obviously, great choice for road running. If you could only do one shoe and you want to use it for multiple purposes, this might be a great option for you if it fits and feels good. Okay, just keep in mind. Like I said, I went down a half size, so usually eleven and a half. I went to an eleven in this guy. Okay, so Hoka Mach Five. All right, who are we going to talk about next? Let's talk about hybrid. My hybrid shoe. Um, if you follow me on Strava. You'll see I do a lot of dirt road to road and sometimes dirt road to road to dirt road. Sometimes I'm running on on farm fields. Sometimes I'm running in grass. Uh, Where I live, there's just a wide range of surfaces that I can run on from my house. And I needed a shoe that I felt like I had a little bit of traction, not overdone because I don't want to feel it on the road. Uh, you know, I want to feel comfortable when I hit the pavement, but I also want to feel secure and, and, um, nimble when I'm on either dirt or grass or rock or mud. (laughs) So, um, I went with the Altra Outroad. So the Altra Outroad, um, great little shoe it's built on their slim last. So it's, it's, it's holds the foot a lot uh, more secure. I have a very kind of um, low volume foot. So, um, the height of my foot is a lot smaller. I don't have a lot of meat on top of my foot. In other words, my arch doesn't come up too high and I'm not too wide in the forefoot. So this shoe fits me pretty well. So, you know, if if you have a wider foot, you may be a little bit pressed in this shoe. It's not as wide as your typical ultra, um, still feels great. Still that nice roomy toe box up front, very rounded, you know, their, their natural toe box, they call it. Um, it, this shoe again, retails for $140. It's ultra. So it's zero drop. Keep that in mind. But, um, the outsole, you can see it's got, you know, a lot of little raised tread, which grabs really well. I've used it on single track. I've used it crossing rivers. Um, it doesn't have Vibram outsole. It uses their max track, um, uh, outsole compound so they're they're carbon rubber which isn't the tackiest on wet surfaces so you know again this isn't like if you're on single track and it's super wet slick rock this the shoe's not you know gonna have the greatest traction because it doesn't have that that tactile stickiest of like uh, a vibram outsole like uh, one of the uh, the, uh the, the next shoe i'm about to talk about um or you'll see <laughs> anyway um, really enjoy this shoe. Um but you know again, only drawback not the stickiest rubber, but it feels great on the road. I love the the midsole it feels great underfoot. I don't notice that you know this is a hybrid shoe. You know, it, it feels interestingly enough, it feels like a road shoe when you're on the road and it feels like a trail shoe when you're on the trail. So Altra did a great job with the outroad. Now, size-wise, let's look real quick just to remind me. I went up a half size in this one so usually an 11 and a half i went up to a 12 in this one okay so um the Mach 5 i went down a half size the ultra outroad i went up a half size okay so keep that in mind but great hybrid shoe love this one very versatile (laughs) my most versatile trail shoe now (laughs) um when you find something that works and it's you know um it in my case it's a specific company that has been working for me you know it it just you have continuity it feels familiar okay now it's not to say that that should be your every shoe it just so happens that another altra is my most versatile trail shoe and that's the lone peak now i say this with the caveat that i've been using the lone peak 6 and the Lone Peak 7 has just released. I don't have hands on the 7 yet. So the 6 has been my most versatile trail shoe. I can use it for multiple distances, multiple surfaces, uh, multiple speeds. Uh, the, um, the Lone Peak 6 has been just a workhorse for me. If I'm reaching for a trail shoe, I usually reach for the Lone Peak. So again, you know the 7's out. I don't know anything about it just yet. I can tell that there's been some changes I'm interested to see it, interested to get it on foot. Um, the new price point, the, the, the new loan peak did go up in price. It's up to 150 bucks. Okay. I still have a bunch of pairs of these, so I'm going to be going through these for a while. So it may be a while before I get to review or even try on the seven. Um, so I can't provide any feedback there, but again, if I'm reaching for a trail shoe, most of the time it's for the six, the Lone peak six Um, again, downside of this it just has the max track outsole okay so not a very grippy rubber i i used this when i did the uh, folk art center to mount mitchell 50k and um i was on some slick rocks and this did not have enough traction so only downside of the max track and maybe it's they came up with the new i don't think they used the new compound in the new outsole i think it's still max track i don't know if they did anything different but it be my only qualm with the, uh, that outsole again, you know, same outsole that's on the outroad so far as what they used in the compound for the carbon rubber. So just be aware of that. But again, very versatile shoe. I I can use this for any type of faster stuff on the trails. It's great climbing, great descending. Um, I can use it on fire roads. I can use it on, um, single track technical, you know, but again, traction just a little bit, um, limited in that regard. Okay. So really enjoy the lone peak. All right. Um, so far as my best long distance trail shoe, the shoe that I used for Bigfoot that I found worked. Now, listen, uh, when I say this and I've talked about it again on previous podcasts, I tried a million different shoes. I tried Topo. Uh, I tried Norda. I tried um, my goodness. i tried <laughs> Brooks. I tried. um I tried Nike. I I mean, I tried so many different brands, um, you know, just try to find the shoe that felt great for a longer distance. I wanted extra protection. I wanted extra cushion and I wanted a grippy outsole. And so when I bring up this next shoe. So looking at the ultra Olympus five. Okay. um, This shoe met my needs. It's got the extra cushion. It's got the Vibram um, Mega Grip outsole. So very sticky rubber. Traction's great. I use this climbing. um, You know, I use this for Bigfoot. (laughs) This was my primary shoe in Bigfoot. Love this shoe. Um, So for Ultras, this was great. Some of you may be more a fan of the, the Hocus. That's great. I tried the Hoka's as well. My only problem with the Hoka was the taper in the toe box, uh, the um, the pinky toe and the big toe. It was just tapered too much, and I felt those. And that's what was my concern was that I would be rubbing so much over the course, I would just you know blister up or I have a lot of irritation on my toes. So I was you know looking for more of a rounded toe box. So that's why I tried some of the Topos. That's why I, you know I kept looking until I found the Altra Olympus Five. This shoe has been an all-around great performer. It is a bit heavy, okay? So um, know that we're looking at um, 12-ish plus ounces. So a little bit heavier, but you know the underfoot feel is great. Uh, again, I use this climbing and descending. I used it up on Mount Monadnock up in uh, New Hampshire. I did three um, up and downs from Mount Monadnock. Great shoe. Only thing that happened, and it's not on this colorway. This colorway has held up great. On all, I think I've had three or four pairs of the orange colorway. So this model, but in the orange color, these, uh, I'll call them fingers, okay? Um, These rays, oh, no, that's not true. It did happen on this. You can see that the, uh, the carbon rubber delaminates. Okay. So, um, that is the only thing that I would watch out for. I did feel this, uh, sometimes on the descending, it would kind of peel away and I was like, Oh, you know, like, so what I, I did was I had some shugu, and I just had, especially during Bigfoot, I had my crew. You know, I, I took them off. I had about three pairs of these with me. So I took them off and they re-glued them for me. And that way, if I needed them out a latter time, it would be dry and I could use them. But yeah, that's that's the only problem with, with you know, the Altra Olympus 5 is that delamination of the tread. So just be careful there. Watch for that. Again, I use shoe goo, glued it, never had a problem again. Okay. So, but the Ultra Olympus 5, this is my ultra shoe of choice. Um, you know, some of you may go with something like the, uh, the speed goat or the Mafate or, you know, something along those lines, Mafate speed. Um, again, it's all preference, what you choose. Um, I, I didn't want to get into the the carbon plated shoes. I uh, don't have enough experience with the road ones, especially. Uh, and I've only tried one. Um, I believe that's correct. Only one plated trail shoe. And that was the Hoka Texton X. So I didn't really want to get into the, the plated reviews, but, um, you know, that's, that's my lineup. Um only other drawback of the Ultra Olympus 5 is that it is $180. It's an expensive shoe. So um you know it's, the price of shoes seems to be increasing again. Uh I guess that's because of the materials perhaps some of the you know R&D that's going into these shoes but um just expect to see a higher higher price point going forward in 2023. So um but that is my gear review for 2022. I know I didn't get into a lot of the apparel and stuff like that as I did last year. Um, I was trying to be a little bit better about you know just sticking with the apparel that I had and and using it and not getting all new stuff all the time. Uh, as my rain shell still working, I'm still using the Innovate, still love that thing. Um, so you know I, I I'm I'm sticking with it, with what I have so that I'm not you know I'm not getting rid of uh, old apparel that's still very functional and and I love. So not a lot of updates there. Um, but, um, you know, I hope some of that gear, uh, turns your head to something new, uh, something new to try. Uh, you know, I know with footwear, as I said, it, it's not always going to be the best solution for you. So again, do what's right for you and for your foot, what feels good on your foot to you. Um, when you put it on, it feels like a slipper and you know, you're just happy that you have it on your foot and you're ready to go. So, um, but, uh, again, I want to wish everybody, uh, a very happy holidays. I hope that you enjoy time with your friends and your family, um, that you get to celebrate this time of year. I hope everybody has a very happy new year, and may your year ahead be very prosperous, successful, and may you enjoy every run and race that you do. I thank you for sharing this journey with me, my friends, and until next time, keep running.